This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Experts say Taiwan is nearing the peak of its COVID-19 outbreak. On Friday, the country recorded nearly 86,000 new cases. As case numbers rise, the government is working to protect one group that's particularly at risk, small children. John Van Trieste has this report. At least seven children are now in intensive care due to COVID. One of them, a four-year-old, diagnosed with encephalitis, or inflammation of the brain. The case has prompted new guidelines for getting children with COVID emergency care. Parents are being told to go straight to the hospital if their children have convulsions, white or blue lips, spots on the skin, difficulty breathing, or a blood oxygen concentration of less than 94%. There are other new guidelines too, and it's good news for people who've recovered from COVID. With new cases expected to peak in the coming days, officials are repeating calls for people to get vaccinated. Currently, the death rate is rising along with the surge in infections. Authorities hope the vaccination drive will help keep fatal cases to a minimum. Patrick Chen and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus. Today marks the start of President Tsai Ing-wen's sixth year in office, and annual polls show that the popularity of Taiwan's leader has dropped as the country grapples with its worst outbreak of COVID-19. The Taiwanese Public Opinion Foundation released its latest poll on Friday, showing the number of people approving of Tsai fell by five percentage points from March to 46.2%. It also found that almost half of the more than 1,000 people surveyed, 49.2% don't believe Tsai's government was well prepared for Taiwan's current COVID wave. The first stage of Taiwan's large-scale Hanguang military exercises wraps up on Friday. The exercises were first conducted in 1984 and are designed to prepare the armed forces for an attack from China. The first part of this year's exercises featured a tabletop war game instead of the usual computer simulations, allowing generals to brainstorm strategies face-to-face. The second stage, featuring live-fire drills held around the country, is scheduled for Taiwan's Lin Yuting has struck gold at the IBA Women's World Boxing Championship in Istanbul. In the featherweight division final, Lin beat Irma Testa of Italy in a split decision over three rounds. This is Lin's second world championship title. She won her first at bantamweight in 2018. She also has two Asian championship golds to her name. Two hunters have admitted to killing an endangered Formosan black bear in the mountains of Nanto in central Taiwan. Local officials say the suspects turned themselves in last Thursday. They have been charged with violating the Wildlife Conservation Act and released on bail. Police also confiscated a homemade firearm and ammunition. Earlier this month, the Forestry Bureau sent out a search team after losing the signal from the bear's satellite tracking 
collar. They found its body buried in a wooded area with the collar removed. The Formosan black bear is an endangered species and protected under Taiwanese law. Conservationists believe as few as 200 of the bears remain in the wild. One of Taiwan's largest annual religious processions kicked off in the early hours of Friday morning. The crowds were not deterred by Taiwan's biggest COVID outbreak to date. A record-breaking 90,000 people signed up to take part in this year's Baishatan Matsu pilgrimage, honoring the sea goddess Matsu. Participants had to be triple vaccinated to register. Some 6,000 vehicles are involved in the procession, about triple last year's figure, forming a train up to 50 kilometers long. The participants will travel a 400-kilometer round trip from Miaoli County in northern Taiwan to the central county of Yunlin. The pilgrimage will take eight days in total. At most elementary schools, the appearance of a beehive will be a cause for alarm. But one school in Taipei City is welcoming them with bee hotels. They aim to teach children about one of the hardest working creatures on the planet. In the run-up to World Bee Day on May 20th, our reporter Bing Wang went to see what all the buzz was about. Biology teacher Deng Cun quizzes her students on bees. Deng has always had an affinity for bees, so much so that she built several bee hotels at this school where she teaches, Zinan Elementary. These bee hotels are created by an urban beekeeping organization called Come Back to Me, which started in 2016. Their goal is to build bee-friendly environments across Taiwan. Fu Sang Rei is one of the co-founders of Come Back to Me. An entomologist by trade, he says it's important to keep bees safe. But Fu says the bee population is dwindling. Now, Fu and his partners are doing their best to cultivate not just the bees, but also the next generation of bee lovers. Here at Zidane Elementary in Taipei, the school has built these bee hotels where the insects can eat, lay eggs, and eat. Biology teacher Deng Cunsun tells me that she puts the students in charge of the bees themselves. And with the school situated on a mountain surrounded by trees, it's a perfect place for students to connect with nature. While some may be scared of being stung by bees, Zinan Elementary is ensuring that these insects will be taken care of. And they, in turn, will ensure the survival of the plants in our world. Chris Ma, Pichi Zhuang, and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus. U.S. President Joe Biden has embarked on his first tour of Asia since taking office. Biden is due to arrive in South Korea later on Friday to meet with newly elected President Yoon Suk-yeol and tour a semiconductor plant owned by electronics giant Samsung. The second leg of the six-day trip will bring Biden to Tokyo to meet with Japanese Prime Minister Kishida. He will also meet with fellow leaders of the Quad, a regional security forum that includes Australia and India. The trip is expected to focus on strengthening Washington's alliances in the region and addressing trade and supply chain issues. 
To discuss the agenda for Biden's trip to Asia, I spoke to Sean King, senior vice president of Park Securities and former Asia advisor with the U.S. government. I began by asking about speculation over a possible missile test by North Korea during the trip and warnings from the U.S. national security advisor Jake Sullivan against action from Pyongyang. I think Jake Sullivan is giving Kim Jong-un reason to really think through any test before he undertakes it. But were there a nuclear test and or ICBM test when President Biden's in the region or even when he's not? I could see uh, some kind of rotation of U.S. strategic assets in South Korea, be it aircraft carrier, maybe a B-2 bomber, overflight, anything more than that. I don't think we're going to do anything too drastic in relation to a single test. But either way, I do expect U.S. South Korea military exercises to go back to their strength before President Trump canceled and suspended them following his first meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in 2018. Biden is also expected to seek alignment with South Korea and Japan on Taiwan. Now, Japan has voiced uh, strong support for Taiwan's security, but how about South Korea? Well, this trip is not about Taiwan per se, although I do think it will come up. South Korea is a little more prickly when it comes to Taiwan than Japan is because South Korea takes less of an Asia-wide security view than Japan does. It tends to be more focused on specifically Korean issues. And when Seoul and Taipei broke diplomatic relations in 1992, it was handled very badly. So I think South Korea will pay lip service to stability in the Taiwan Strait, peace, democracy. I don't think they would ever really get involved in any contingency on Taiwan. For that matter, I don't expect Japan to actually fight in Taiwan, but I do think that they would support U.S. troops in Japan as they do anything they feel they have to on Taiwan. But South Korea will definitely keep a distance from anything on Taiwan. You say that the trip is not about Taiwan, but my understanding is that it's about building um, the U.S.-led alliance in Asia and to send the message to China not to try a Ukraine either on Taiwan or in the region. Well, the U.S. alliance network in Asia is bilateral in nature, hub and spoke, not collective alliance like NATO in Europe. You know, I don't think Beijing is on the cusp of any Taiwan invasion anyway. I didn't think that before Russia invaded Ukraine. I don't think it now. Whatever the case, I think what's happened in Ukraine is bought Taiwan some time uh, because Beijing looks at Moscow's mistakes and maybe thinks it needs to be more careful if it were to try anything on Taiwan. But I don't consider an invasion of Taiwan imminent. And again, Taiwan will be discussed, but it will not be the focal point of this trip. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.